May our thoughts, words, and actions be acceptable in your sight, O God, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. On this Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Advent, the Christmas story comes early. It comes about a week early to us as we hear the story of how God became human and reconciled the world to God's self. And in our Gospel reading today, we find two people, Mary, who is with child from the Holy Spirit, and Joseph, who we are told is a righteous man. We don't know much more about these two people. We know Mary was a young woman. Joseph worked with his hands. That's about it. This story, as told in the Gospel of Luke, focuses on Mary's perspective. We have the Annunciation, where the angel comes to Mary, and Mary gives her consent and says yes to this thing that God is about to do. And here in the Gospel of Matthew, we focus on Joseph. And an angel comes to him as well, and he gives his consent, and he says yes to what God is about to do. This divine plan is contingent on a human yes. The whole story of our salvation hinges on this moment where two people say yes. But so very frequently we forget that this was a human yes. A yes like you and I would give. We venerate the Holy Family We take Mary and Joseph, we put them in stained glass, we put them on icons, we put them on the walls of our sacred buildings, and we forget that they were just like you and I. We turn them into some sort of superheroes with powers beyond our own. But no, they were just ordinary human beings. No one significant, nothing really special about them. If they had not been in this story, we wouldn't even remember their names today. And I think about these human decisions that they faced. I wonder about Joseph. I wonder if he had a night like you and I have had when we're faced with a really tough decision, where he stays up all night twisting it around, trying to figure out what he should do, what his religious tradition tells him to do, but what his heart is telling him to do, what God is telling him. I wonder about Mary and Joseph's dreams. They had probably talked about how many children they wanted to have, or what they would name those children, what their life would look like together. And here, all of that is turned upside down. They sacrifice their own dreams for God's dream. Instead of a child that they name themselves, they open their lives to this baby who already comes with a name, Jesus, God saves. Through their sacrifice, their willingness to follow the divine plan, the world was reconciled to God. The other theme that's running through our story is the unexpected. Joseph acted contrary to societal norms. 
I wonder about those people in Joseph's life who hadn't seen the angel. What they must have thought of Joseph's actions. I'm sure his parents had choice words for him. And then also God. God acts in a way that we don't expect. God taking on our flesh, becoming vulnerable in the form of a small human child. This isn't how we think God would act. But God chooses the ordinary time and again to enact the unexpected extraordinary. And it's the same for us today. God does these unexpected things through this combination of divine and human. It requires both parts. And it urges us to ask ourselves, where is the Holy Spirit active in our lives? Where are we, like Mary, pregnant with possibility, with new life, with hope that this world needs so much? What is God trying to do through us? And what is our answer? There are so many reasons to say no or not now. Joseph had most of these reasons available to him. He could have said no to God so easily. The law was on his side. Tradition was on his side. Basic human morality was on his side. But God asked him to override those things, to go beyond that, to have faith, to trust in what God was offering. So I wonder what it is in our lives that tempt us to say no. What are the things that make so much sense for us that when this offer, this work of the Holy Spirit comes in, we say no? I wonder if it's tradition. Our customs are what we're used to. It's what makes us comfortable. And especially when we come into community, our tradition is our shared narrative that gives us meaning. And it's a good thing. And we want to hold on to that. But sometimes things have to die in order for there to be new life. We have to create room for what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do. I think of our shared lives here at Trinity in this time of transition. Where is the Holy Spirit calling us? Where is God creating new life among us? So many frequent, so frequently I've heard in parishes that I have worked in, that's not the way that we do it here. I think that speaks to our beautiful tradition, but I wonder if that gets in our way sometimes. What about our own lives? What about our personal lives? What keeps us from saying yes to the work of the Holy Spirit? I think one of these things is fear. Fear can grip our hearts, can control our actions. Fear of the unknown. Mary and Joseph's lies were so very different from what they had planned. And taking that step of faith must have been filled with fear. Sometimes we so very carefully construct our plans for our lives that being open for, to the unexpected, being open to God's way is difficult because we have to step outside of what is comfortable. 
I think another thing that leads us to say no is our own perception of ourselves. We ask ourselves, why would God choose to work through me? How can I bring about new life? We know our own faults. We know the mistakes that we make. We know our own thoughts and we think that we're not good enough. But God works through the ordinary. We have to overcome our own feelings of inadequacy because that doesn't serve God. That doesn't bring new life into the world. It's our fallible, wounded, and broken selves that God wants to use. Or maybe we think what God is asking us to do isn't important enough, isn't special enough, or extraordinary enough. We don't think that our skills that God can bring new life through are somehow good enough. But we have to remember, it's not in the extraordinary moments, but the everyday moments of our lives that God brings new life. And it's so easy to miss that sometimes. We think, you know, just offering love to the people we come across every day, we think maybe that's not significant enough, but it is. Because that love spreads and grows as other people take that up. It's not about the big, momentous decisions, but the everyday ones. So this is our question on this last Sunday of Advent. What is God trying to give the world through you? What new life is God growing inside of you that has the possibility to change the world? Like Mary and Joseph, we're not called to do something superhuman or something out of our grasp or out of our reach, but simply respond to God right where we are, right as we are, right here and right now. Amen.